What's up, bitches? You're listening to another episode of Attack Plan, hosted by your favorite assassin, me, Ricardo, otherwise known as Vulgar Assassin. Now, we've already talked about how, you know, I created the name, and also we talked about some distribution. Not a lot, but we did talk about some. Um, some of the more available outlets of distribution that we can we can you know all go through together and they're easily accessible to the masses how you can basically become your own you know your own uh, music studio your music production company and it's kind of fun it's really cool seeing how what everyone's doing these days uh, by creating their own labels and the kind of artists they're signing and having it all just work for them now, the next thing that we're going to talk about today is algorithms. How do they work? What constitutes a play in like Apple Music, how Spotify handles that? So let me do like a quick rundown. So let's see you can even do that right there. Okay. All right. So what constitutes a play count? A play count is, depending on the streaming platform, I'm more familiar with Apple Music, so let's let's use that as an example. Uh, depending on the length of the song, most of them will average about three and a half, four and a half minutes. Um, 30 seconds, I believe, is the amount of time that the algorithm detects your song as being, quote, played. Um, it also records how many times you fast forward a song if you skip it and this is mostly for like keeping up with uh radio playlist algorithms that's how they they uh are able to figure out how and what song to pair your single with uh how it would go about a customized radio set list and you can also submit your song to multiple playlists on spotify so how does that work? Like, how? what are good practices? Now, what you should do is absolutely, whenever you get a chance to upload any music or make anything available about your brand, with your brand, do it when you can. Have a very strong social media campaign behind it and have a very, you know, well-oiled machine and be able to deliver with your content. Now... You will notice if you go to my Ricardo Gonzalez artist profile and my Vulgar Assassin artist profile, you will notice that even though the Vulgar Assassin name is only like three months old, if that, there is way more music being uploaded to that account and a lot more, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing more with it than with the Ricardo Gonzalez account. Now, what the algorithms look for. Of course, they're looking for popularity. Of course, they're looking for, um, you know, play count. Of course, they're looking for all this stuff. And that's good. I mean, that's how you get, you know, discovered. That's how your music gets distributed everywhere. And that's how, you know, you go kind of viral in a way. Uh, that's what everyone wants. That's the goal is to have as many people that like your kind of music to find it and listen to it, and become fans. That's really what it comes down to. Now, doing your part. Try to 
upload kind of like podcasts. Try to upload as much as you can as frequently as possible because especially what the algorithms are going to look for, not just for like analytics for, for play count, but on the back end, Apple Music and the people that work, you know, behind the scenes are actively looking through the web, their, their, you know, their streaming service. And they're also keeping an eye out as to how active a musician is on the, their platforms. And this goes the same with Spotify. This goes with Tidal. It is important to not just upload your music and leave it there and hope that one day, you know, organically it's going to get discovered. No, what you should do and, you know, is constantly trickle down. I would say, you know, trickle your music onto these services. Offer music videos. Offer lyric videos. Offer, you know, little singles. Offer something. Something that you're, you know, something that will bring traffic to your artist landing page and your music. That's very important. So don't always think about letting the music speak for itself. I mean, yes, that's important because that's how, you know, we we discover your identity as a musician and as an artist is obviously your music should, should resonate with what you what views you align with, what feelings and emotions you connect with, that that's what makes you you. You know, that's one of the benefits of being able to do your own kind of music. And a lot of times being on a, on a you know, a professional in a big time label, you don't get that. You get a lot. You're just another cog in the machine. You're just the nicest part of the machine. Now, make sure when you upload, do like a little, little frequent, like every like month or so, put something on there. Drive traffic to to your site, uh, to your artist profile. Um, do something so that the algorithm constantly sees that you are uploading content, and that way you get the streaming services get to trust you a little bit more because you're actually actively using and actively creating content for their service, and that adds value. They want to have not only the biggest music library that, you know, ever existed in the universe, but also good quality content. So if you keep uploading stuff, hey, make sure it's good stuff. Don't just upload little snippets, although you might want to. That's kind of like, that's kind of how music streaming services are turning into. They're not just becoming these, these dumb, these dumb pipes that, you know, sends you music but the interface looks crappy. Like, you know, we ain't in, in 2010 anymore, you know? It used to be about, here's how big our catalog is, and it used to be about, we boast. If you noticed, a lot of streaming services do not tell you, oh, we have the biggest catalog of music. Oh, we have, you know, 15 million songs and counting. Although they do do that, and that's the thing, like, Apple likes to aesthetically, like, present, is how many songs are in their library. But if you notice, what is starting to happen is streaming services want to offer you not just a catalog of music, because pretty much if, if you really think about it, they all offer essentially the same thing. You might have exclusives here, you might have exclusives there, but if you notice, that's also kind of going away. That didn't work. You know, back in, I believe, 2013 or 14. you had artists, especially with Tidal, that was starting to do like exclusives, like, oh... I'm only doing, you know, like Kanye West's um, 
Pablo album, I think, was an exclusive to title for like I want to say a couple months or a couple weeks. I can't remember how the duration of time, but yeah, it was available for a specific amount of time, only on title. And a lot of artists started doing this. And then you had this thing where these <laughs> these streaming services kind of started to act like music labels for a minute, where they were trying to lock in exclusive, you know, like Drake was for a minute exclusive to Apple. Like he would release his new album on Apple Music first and then Spotify tried getting in on it. And then Tidal was, because, you know, Tidal did all this and it didn't work. It w- It worked for like, I want to say five months and then it just went to shit. Like they, they just were like, you know what? This isn't working. Exclusives like this do not work. Um, why wall people off? It just drove people to different streaming services and it deregulated all of the, this. And it was, it was a mess. And also if you're an artist and you decide to do this, it becomes a mess when you have to now have, you're changing where your music is located. You're, you have a team of people look getting crazy and trying to find everything. So make sure that you have your music available as widely as possible. So yes, they are offering experiences now. Who can bring you not just personalized experience and we and you know 15 million songs in your pocket, but how can we deliver this to you? Like what kind of music can or how can we package music into this really nice almost like faux organic faux organic process? How do we take something that is super automated and make it feel super personal? Now, this is what they are offering. This is currently what Spotify kind of started, the trend of super personalized content and how they're trying to become a, like, within their own garden curators. So each service, rather than saying, oh, here's our expansive catalog, they've all realized they offer the same shit. Like, uh, you you know, you'll get all the big artists, and you should have, if you've done, cor- you're, you're uploading correctly, you should have your distribution outlets have you do all of it. So Vulgar Assassin would be found on Amazon Music, would be found on Tidal, would be found on Apple Music, would be found on Spotify. It just, that that's how it is. You should be able to do that without no problems if you use any of the of the uh, distributors that I mentioned earlier in the show. Um, yeah, so they try to offer little curated experiences with the content that they have. Now, it's basically kind of like when you have a horror host horror host oh man that's such a hard word for me to say horror host where you know everyone has seen all these shows that offer night of the living dead 50 billion times like we've all seen it's the same fucking movie it's the same nothing changes we all know how it ends sometimes it's in color some it's mostly in black and white different varying degrees varying degrees of quality my god i can't talk today varying degrees of quality but if you notice, a lot of the ho- horror hosts, it's in the delivery. Sure, I'll sit through Night of the Living Dead again if it's hosted by like Elvira or you know, um, Creature Features, a whole bunch of different different. It's the way that it's packaged. Now that that's also something that you have to take into consideration is which distributor you think would package your content better, and how do you help them package your content better. You may want to offer, you know, 
little sample tidbits of your stuff. I would make like a little like demo album or like a little bonus album that you can toss in there. Uh, you can set that aside of like little, you know, little bullshit sound clips that you have, little uh, uh, unused portions of your music and, you know, just bonus content clips that you never used for a music video that you wanted to make or shit that's just lying on your phone in the in the recording app all of this to a fan has value even though you as a musician don't realize that or you might look at it like i have so many things in my like apple music not my apple, in my itunes music library and on my hard drives where i just listen to it and i'm just like Ugh. like why why do i have this i have some things on here that are like 10 years old why do i have this and i should actually what i should do is have to turn around and see it from a fan's perspective also depending on the kind of musician that you are like i know a lot of people go gaga over like sufjan stevens music because he makes himself so scarce in the music industry that whenever the guy releases an album once every seven years you know or whatever once every five years people go batshit and they go for it same thing with daft punk whenever daft punk you know released an album they would release an album once every seven eight years like their discography is so so small but the quality is amazing and every time they come out people want it there are things there are the merch the albums the tours people want that shit so don't I'm not saying make yourself scarce, but I'm saying if you become a master of trickling your content down and it and if you're able to expand the range of type of content, like don't just make polished songs all the time. Sometimes you might want to upload, you know, something that doesn't sound good. You might want to upload a little um video or little yeah a little video clip or maybe you do want to upload a little you know voicemail of recording or something stupid that you have lying on your phone because that even though to you sounds like trash trash a fan will turn around and be like this 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 brings me closer to my favorite artist and that's what it's about a lot of these curating services and a lot of these streaming services or rather than offering up and opening their entire music catalog and letting you roam free, they want to also let you roam free, but at the same time, offer you something that brings you closer to the music you like. Music has the ability to become very, very, like it can, it can get real close to you real quick. And it has the ability to be very distant and the ability to just be so in your face and so emotional in such a quick um, period of time. And it is one of the most accessible things that you can make as a musician to be very intimate with as well. Because you are, you know, as a musician, you are bringing forward a lot of expression, a lot of emotions that, that people relate to. And that's why a lot of times your music resonates with them is they find something meaningful in it. And that's it. They become emotionally invested in you super fast. So unlike a film, when you, if you're a film director, it requires a couple films for you to be able to win that trust from an audience member. But with music, you can have one single. You have four minutes. You have four minutes for someone to decide this is someone I want to listen to for, you know, a good chunk of my life. This is someone that I want to, you know, really invest my time in.
and they will seek you out. They will buy your albums. They'll go to your, mer- the, you know, they'll buy your merch. So make sure that it, it it is, and it could be kind of expensive depending on how you, up, you know, what service you use to distribute, which is why I'm thinking Ditto and DistroKid are very good at doing stuff like that. Is one, one membership fee every year, you upload all you want. So I think it would be a very good idea if you also upload a little bit of, you know, bonus tracks, a little bit of things uh, that will make your your discography special that will that that the distributors or the music streaming services can then take and package up for you because keep in mind you can't really tell you're one of 15 million artists on apple music on spotify they're not going to listen to one of your requests and be like hey i really want my things to do this and this and this unless you're like lady gaga or madonna they're not going to really listen but what you do want to do is help make it easier for them if, you know, if would that come, if there comes a time when they do discover you and they do want to push you out to the masses, you have to be ready. Now, they're not going to come to you and be like, we need more content. They'll never tell you that. A, a music uh, streaming service is not ever going to approach you and ask you for more content. Make sure that you have stuff available so that when they turn around and say, you you're very cool. Give us your stuff. You already have, you know, you you have a good chunk of, of your art carved out onto these streaming platforms. So you have content, you have videos. Uh, a lot of times, like I know if you're a, an up next artist with Apple music, they do work with you. Um, but it takes a lot to get into that program. And they do create things for you in order to enhance your content, but really you have to have something existing there and you have to show them that you're constantly adding material. So don't always think about uploading content as having to be something that's that's musical and polished on a streaming service. If you noticed a lot of the stuff that's going on there now, they're very flexible and very accommodating as to what's going on there. Uh, the kind of music that you can upload, you know, the more stuff that you're offering commentary. Oh my God. It's amazing. If you're able to offer commentary over your music, you know, so offer something new, something exciting. That's going to make your fans really invest in your music more. Give them a little treat, give them a little hot treat and also show the streaming services that you are very creative, that you create incredible stuff that you are actually taking their platforms and spinning it to your advantage make sure you become familiar with what's with their layout become very familiar with with their uh, their graphic design with with what they're doing and look at what other artists are doing with their profiles on those streaming services and then see what you can do and make it better and spin it to your creativity if you're able to harness the power of spotify to your advantage, take advantage of all the features that they're able to offer you that you can get a hold of. Be very selfish. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Find out. Go out of your way to see, like, for example, Apple Music that has the animated artist, you know, landing page. How do you get animated artwork? How the fuck do you get all that cool shit? Do your research. Get it. Do, you know, even if you have to, I'm not saying go harass people, but I'm saying... Be very persistent about what you want your artist page to look like because that 
in in you know in the era that we live in now where it's all about streaming that is basically how people know you is by your artist landing pages and by how and how you look your legitimacy is in going to be in question if it doesn't look professional or if it doesn't look creative or on brand so be so be very aware that when you go and present your music to these streaming services and what you're uploading that you are also not just doing your music, not just doing, you know, bonus content or special features. Look at how these artist profiles are laid out. Go out of your way. Look at if you, if you are someone who is an indie musician who would never, you know, do anything like close to like Ariana Grande or Lady Gaga or Drake or whatever. Go out of your way to see how their profiles are laid out. And ask, find a way, do a search on the internet and be like, how do I get my profiles to look like this? Who can help me make my profile look like this? Because you want these really attractive. You want it to be as attractive and as presentable as possible so that, you know, people can discover your music. And and Apple Music and Spotify and all those streaming services can turn around and be, wow, this person really has their shit put together and they have really good content and they have a lot of it. And then leave it up to them to work with you on how you want this packaged and delivered. So that is a little tip and trick as to how to neatly package and basically create a little, you know, online portfolio. Think of it all as an online portfolio. I think that's the best way to explain it. All right. So I will see you again next week. We will talk about more things. Maybe actually get into some music making stuff because uh, I know mostly it's been about back end, which I, I never promised that a rose garden. I never promised that it was going to be music 24 seven on here that I was going to go, you know, back and forth and and do stuff like that. But I do have. Oh, my God, my phone's going off like crazy. People always text me when I'm podcasting. They never text me at any other point throughout the day except when I'm working or recording. It also happens when I make music. <sighs> Story of my fucking life. All right. So remember, keep everything n- neat, consistent. And next week, we will see if we can go into some actual, get our hands dirty and deconstruct some vulgar assassin's music. And maybe, maybe do some fun little treats. Yes, bitch. So- <laughs> Some fun little treats. I'll tell you. Let's just let's just keep it at that. All right, guys. Um, this has been Ricardo Gonzalez, uh, and this has been Vulgar Assassin Attack Plan. Later, bitches. Bye. Bye. to not say the word bitches on the show because it, it, it'll either be i don't know i feel like that's becoming like my thing like i feel like if i go bad bitches like i either sound like a fucking muppet 
or just sound really pretentious and gay. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I don't, do I say, I wonder if I say that in real life. Do I just, do I say that to customers where I work? Oh my God. No, no. Imagine. <gasps> Bye bitches. Oh my God. That would be the worst. I don't actually think I say by bitches to people in real life, but you know, maybe I do. I don't know if, if you know me and we hang out, call me out. Do I say by bitches? <laughs> or maybe the answer is who don't I say by bitches to? Oh my God. Oh my God. What are they doing in there? What's going on in there? <laughs> okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta end this. Bad bit. See, I almost fucking did it again. I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Bye, bitches. Really, I gotta get into a better catchphrase. That's fucking stupid. I will figure it out. Cause even, cause I can't use this. I can't use bad bitches on, on, on all of these shows. Can I? Like, am, like you've been listening to the Ricardo Gonzalez show. Like that's coming back. Okay. Like, am I going to, am I going to do that for that too? Bad bitches. I feel like I will. I'm going to say that I'm not, but I know I will. Oh my God. Oh my God. Or maybe like when, when I do Mike and Ricky at the movies, Hey, this isn't, this is Mike. This is Ricky. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Mike and Ricky at the movies. Bye bitches. Like, is that even like, I don't even think that it'd be appropriate. I'm the worst person. I'm naughty. I'm naughty. I'm the worst naughty person. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just going to end this. This is horrible. Bye. Bitches. Bye bitches. Bye bitches. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Bye. Bye.